sunrise and sunset, promise and fulfillment, birth and death. The whole drama of life is written in the sands of time. We present a new series of radio programs, The Clock. seen the inside of a watch? Of course you have. And unless you happen to be a watchmaker by trade, it must have presented a rather confusing picture. But to a trained and careful eye, that mechanism is far from haphazard. It has meaning, purpose, and direction. And it's a well-ordered apparatus indeed. Now suppose we examine the inside of the criminal mind. I don't mean the kind whose crime has been motivated by passion or circumstance. I'm referring to the hardened type. The criminal by choice and profession. To the law-abiding citizen, such a mind is a complication of neuroses, frustrations, and barbaric and greedy impulses. But to the trained detective, there is meaning in it, and purpose, and the murderous direction. However, unlike the watch, there are sometimes flaws in the mental makeup of the criminal, and these flaws are sufficient to provide the favorable balance that exists between law and order and fear. Now, we take it for granted that a man who knows watches can put them together so that they'll work perfectly. Have you ever wondered what would happen if a man who understood the mind of a criminal tried to put one together, minus the flaws, so it would work perfectly? Who's there? Working late, Frank? What are you doing here, Rex? How'd you get in? I saw the light in your office from the street. Thought I'd run up to investigate. It's after ten. Since when do detective lieutenants investigate office lofts? And did you decide that I'm too good a friend for you to leave it to the cop on the beat? As a matter of fact, I knew you'd be here making out that payroll. I was wondering if you needed any help. Help? What kind of help do I need from you? Well, that's an awful lot of cash you're counting on that table. <laughs> Don't you want to get you a little official protection when you make your night deposit at the bank? This gun is all the protection I'll need. And I'd sooner ask for a rattlesnake as an escort than ask for you. What's the matter, Frank? Something troubling you? Haven't you got what you wanted? Must you come up here and needle me, too? I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. Cigarette? You filthy lying rat. You called yourself my friend, you dirty rock. Take it easy. <laughs> There's no need to get excited. You left me this morning. Your wife? And she left me for you. You filled up full of lies. You poisoned the mind against me, and I'd have trusted you with my life. Frank, you're nothing but a fool. You always have been, and you always will be. You're right. I agree with you on that. I'm a fool. You married a beautiful woman, and then you forgot about her. Sometimes, Rex, I feel like I'd kill you with pleasure. You know, you've always loved your money more than anything else in the world. Why, you can't even bear to hire a payroll manager. You've got to sit up here in your office and count it out yourself. Well, I can assure you of one thing, Lieutenant Pound. I'll give her a divorce, but that's all she'll get. I'll name you correspondent. I'll drag this case right through the courts and smear your name as well as hers. I'll make sure the city officials fire you out of your job on your ear. And neither one of you will ever see a nickel of my money. I'm afraid that isn't in my plans, Frank. Tomorrow I'm seeing my lawyer. Tomorrow morning the two of you can hold hands and get a real idea of what my prestige in this town can do. Now get out of here and leave me alone. Frank, uh... Do you have a license for that gun? 
You're looking for something to strike back at me with? Playing the big guardian of the law? Yes, I've got a license. Let's see it. Why? Because I'm asking you. I'm still on the force, Frank. We'll, uh, we'll wait until you get me fired, and then you can ask the questions. Yeah. Well, you satisfied? Mm-hmm. Looks all right. Now, let's see the gun. What else do you want to do, detective? Take my fingerprints? The gun, Frank. Yeah, short job, isn't it? Small caliber. So what? It's got bullets, hasn't it? Now, get out of my office. You've got no official business here with me, and I don't want you around. I've got business here, Frank, but uh, it's not official. What do you mean? I'm going to kill you. What did you say? I'm going to shoot you, Frank, with your own gun. You're trying to scare me? Frank, I've been working with criminals for years. Mostly homicides. I can safely say that I've seen every kind of murder that's ever been executed. Yeah, the slick ones and the dumb ones. The geniuses and the chumps. I know all the answers, Frank. Every one. What kind of a joke is this? You see, Frank, I've made a discovery. No matter how brilliant the killer, he can't think of everything. And the things he forgets are the things the investigator remembers. Stop pointing that gun at me, Red. Now, there's only one way, Frank, to make certain your mistakes will never be held against you. Do you know what that is, Frank? No. You investigate your own crime yourself. You're only kidding me. You're trying to see me crawl. You wouldn't kill me. No? You're a policeman, a detective. You wouldn't dare. I'm a good shot, Frank. I know the vital spots. You won't suffer. You... You mean you'd actually do it? Watch. I'll be back to see you, Frank. In the morning. Let the lieutenant come through. Come on, back out of it. Hello, Lieutenant Tom. Coroner Wright? Uh, no, not yet. He's on his way. Who found the body? Uh, uh, the dame who came in to straighten up in the morning. Uh, she passed out after she called us. She's resting on a couch in the next office. The safe was open? Yeah, yeah. He's making up a payroll. Found two $10 bills underneath the desk. Uh, the guy jumped and must have stuffed the dough in the bag and beat it in a hurry. You find a weapon? Yeah, yeah. Any prints? No. What else? Well, that's all, Lieutenant. Uh, oh, one thing. We got a hunch the gun belonged to Frank Arnold. Yeah. One, uh, it's the only one we found, as a matter of fact, so he must have uh, had one on him if he was counting on a payroll, huh? Anything else? Uh, no, that's all. Uh, you, you better give out some kind of a statement to them reporters. They've been hounding me for an hour. I'll take care of them. You get those pictures. Yeah, all right. I'll be in my office. Morning, Lieutenant. Morning. I'm Bill Kane, Danny Kane. Guess I'm a little lady. You got any dope? Yeah, sure. A man's been murdered. The payroll's missing. Anything else you want to know? But this isn't just an ordinary hoisting. Frank Arnold was an important guy in this town. Look, Frank Arnold happened to be a friend of mine. You don't have to tell me how important he was. Oh, no offense, Lieutenant. We don't have any leads if that's what you're after. What about the gun? 
It was Arnold, wasn't it? Look, look, reporter, just let the police department do the detecting, huh? Lieutenant, I'm just trying to be amiable. The our papers are running a campaign against crime. There's been too much of it here in town. Frank Arnold was a solid citizen. Now, people aren't going to feel too well protected after hearing about this. They'll get all the protection they need. Now, if you had no crime, you wouldn't have any use for me. If you want a statement, you can say that officially we're going to break this case in the shortest possible time. What do you mean, Lieutenant, officially? I have a sort of unofficial interest as well. I told you Frank Arnold was my friend. He's done me many a favor. But off the record, I can promise you this much. I'll find out who killed this man if it's the last thing I ever do. Why did you ask me to come in the car with you, Oh, it was safer. Safer? Well, you know I'm handling your husband's case. Yes. It must be horrible. I feel so sorry for him. Oh, why, Lorna? He didn't mean anything to you. No, I didn't love him, that's true. But I didn't want to see him die. I'm doing my best to nab the killer, but it's it's a tough case to crack. Yeah. Well, why did you see it was safer before? Lorna, when did you tell Frank you were going to leave him? Before he went to the office to make up his payroll, I, I told him I wouldn't be home when he returned. Now, where did you go? To a hotel. I registered under a different name as you told me to. Yeah, that was so he wouldn't find out where you were living and make trouble. Now, look, Lorna, you're going back home. I intended to. As far as you're concerned, you never left there. I've questioned you, and I'll submit my report to headquarters. Question? Yeah, I don't understand. Well, I, I don't want you under any suspicion. Right. Now, take it easy. It's just routine. Oh. You, you won't be questioned further by any cop, providing no one discovers you left Frank after a quarrel just before he was killed. You, you mean that I think that I went up to his office and killed him? Not if you follow my orders. But it was a payroll murder, Rex. The money was missing. Why would I want to steal my own? Now, the obvious I... isn't the only thing a detective looks for. Now, if you leave everything to me, you won't be embarrassed any, in any way at all, Lorna. Oh, all right, whatever you see. Rex, for heaven's sake, don't think that I had anything to do with it. Honey, I don't want you to give anyone else any cause to think so. Now, it'd be wiser if we don't see each other for a while and keep our relationship quiet. And that way, we can prevent people from believing that I'm shielding you. Now, is that clear? Yes, Rex. Now, you're not worried, are you? No. No, not as long as you're protecting me. I wasn't worried at all before, but after what you just told me about how suspicious people can be, I, look, I'm getting uneasy. Now, there's nothing to be uneasy about. Just stay at home and don't try to get in touch with me. I'll call you if I get the chance. Well, I'd better let you off here. All right. You can get a streetcar in the corner. Don't take a cab. Okay. Well, what's that? It's a short way. Just a second. Lieutenant Powell. Lieutenant Rex Powell. Report back to headquarters. Report back to headquarters. That is all. You want it downtown? Yeah. Yeah, it's an emergency. Or they wouldn't contact me this way. Maybe they've discovered something about Frank's murder. Maybe they have. However, I doubt if they know any more about it now than I do. A 
watchmaker must possess the eye of an eagle and the patience of Job. His hand must be steady and his fingers nimble. And he must be prepared to rectify his mistakes. The murderer must possess the eye of a cobra and the conscience of a wolf. His hand must be firm and his fingers bloody. And he must be prepared to pay for his mistakes. What's the idea of calling me on the short way, Brody? Now, Bill Kane came in here half an hour ago. Bill Kane? Yeah, the smart attic reporter. What's he want? He's got a strong lead on the Arnold murder. He has? What is it? Oh, no, he wouldn't tell me. He wanted to talk to you alone. Said it was important enough to call you in. Where is he? He's in your office. See that I'm not disturbed. Hello. Hello, Lieutenant. What are you doing in my chair? Sorry, just an oversight. Mind if I help myself down here, Smokes? What's on your mind, Kane? Well, I thought you might be interested in a little theory of mine. What kind of a theory? Oh, the theory that Frank Arnold wasn't killed for just a payroll? What gave you that idea? Well, matter of fact, I've got a little evidence. Yeah, what is it? Well, first of all, let me give you the theory part. A man makes out a payroll in his office and arms himself with a gun. He's facing the door so he can't be taken by surprise. And unless he's a first-class sucker, that door's locked. So, we'll say some guy's got a skeleton key, the kind of cops use you've probably got one yourself, Lieutenant. Probably. He uses the key to get in, but Arnold hears him. He's got his gun trained on the door, but nothing happens. He doesn't fire. He doesn't fight. And it's his own dog. You see what I mean? So what? Well, doesn't it ring any bells? Doesn't it mean that Arnold knew his killer and let himself be taken off guard? You poor dumb bunny. We know it was an inside job. You do? Of course the guy who killed him had a key. There are 50 employees who own one. We're checking on each one now. But the man who killed Arnold was not one of his employees, Lieutenant. Who said so? The guy who witnessed the murder. Someone saw the murder committed? That's a part of my story that isn't just theory. Where is this witness? At home. Why didn't he report to the police? He was scared. He didn't want to be the next on the killer's list. I suppose his conscience got the better of him after a while because he got in touch with me. I promised him he'd be protected. How did he come to witness the killing? He works in the loft across the street from Arnold's office. He's been there for years. He knows practically every office worker on the block. That's why he's sure it wasn't an employee who pulled the job. He was in that loft when the murder was committed? Yeah, working on some books. The light was on in Arnold's office when he was killed. He saw the killer ask for Arnold's gun and then turn it on it. Did he, uh... Did he recognize the killer? No, I never saw him before. Did he describe him to you? Yeah, big man wore a slash hat, dark clothes. That's not much of a description. No, it couldn't fit practically anyone, even you, Lieutenant. Yeah. Now, this guy must be just a crackpot or looking for some fast publicity, but I'll see him anyway. I wrote his address down on his phone number. Let's have it. I'll call him first to make sure he's in. Oh, he's in all right, Lieutenant. He's too scared to leave his house. His name is Lewis. Mm -hmm. And no doubt you can uh, persuade him to be cooperative. Lieutenant Pound speaking, homicide. Oh, yes, Lieutenant. Mr. Kane, the clarion reporter, told me uh, you had some important information. Well, I don't want to get into any trouble, Lieutenant. I've got my own life to consider. That man was a cold-blooded killer. He'll think nothing of putting a bullet through my head if he finds out. Well, you'll be fully protected by the law. I'm coming up to see you in 15 minutes. There's just one question. Yes, Lieutenant? If you ever saw that killer again, would you recognize him? Oh, absolutely, sir. I saw his face very closely. I'd never forget it as long as I live. That's all I wanted to know. I'll be up to talk to you directly. 
Lieutenant Tom. Come in, Lieutenant. The door's unlocked. I'm in the kitchen. I'll be with you in just a minute, sir. Take your time. Would you like just some coffee? No, thanks. You, uh... You wouldn't possibly make any mistake about identifying the man who killed Arnold, would you? I mean, you... Can you be absolutely certain? Oh, yes, sir. You see, he was facing the desk light in Mr. Arnold's office, and I was just across the street. It's very narrow there. Yeah, what? Oh. It's you. You killed Frank. This is Lieutenant Brown. I, I just got to Lewis's house, but somebody got here before me. I found him on the floor with a bullet through his head. Mm-hmm. Looks like he won't be able to make that identification after all. Here's the ballistics report, Lieutenant. Now we got all pictures, prints, statements, post-mortem reports, the works. How does that add up? Like a soap bubble in a tornado. Yeah, we're so far away from breaking this case, it ain't even funny. Come in. Oh. Hello. Hello, Lizzie. Uh, this is Mrs. Arnold, Brody. Oh, good to know you, ma'am. How do you do? That's all for now, Brody. You can call the squad off the case. We'll concentrate on that warehouse robbery for the next few days. Oh, okay, Rex. You shouldn't have come here, Lorna. I asked you not to. I had to, Rex. I'm afraid. Of what? Something I never told you, but I think you ought to know it now, especially since I found out that reporter was following what me. What reporter? His name's Kane, Bill Kane. He tried to see me twice, and he keeps calling at the house. Now he's following me around like a watchdog. What uh, What was it you said I ought to know? I saw Chester Lewis half an hour before he was murdered. What? I only did because I thought I might be able to help you solve the case. I, I thought you were worried about my being mixed up. Did Lewis call you? Yes. He said he could identify the man who killed my husband. He made me promise I wouldn't get in touch with anyone when I went over to see him. Does anyone else know you went there? No, I don't think so. But that reporter frightens me. He's almost down to threatening once. Rex, Rex, what shall I do? Lorna, you're the only woman in the world I ever loved. You mean a great deal to me. Rex. Nothing's going to happen to you. Now, you leave everything to me. Will you do that? I trust you, Rex. Lieutenant Pound. That pistol's here again, Lieutenant Bill Kane. You want me to pull him out of here in the front face? No. Uh, send him in. Send him. Okay. Now, you sit here until I tell you to leave and don't say a word. Hello, Kane. I hope I'm not disturbing you, Lieutenant. This is Mrs. Arnold. She came here to find out if there was anything new on her husband's case. Yes, I know who Mrs. Arnold is. Is there anything new? No, as a matter of fact, we're placing it in the unsolved files. I, I know you newspaper boys will tear the department of ribbons when we do it, but we've got no choice. Well, that won't be necessary. No? Will it, Mrs. Arnold? What are you talking about? I'm accusing this woman of a double murder, that's why. I've got enough evidence, honey, to bring you to trial. I have nothing to do with it. Now, just a moment, Mrs. Arnold. Kane, you made a statement you're going to have to back up. I intend to, Lieutenant. I saw Mrs. Arnold go to Lewis's house just before you found his body. I'd just seen him myself, and I was across the street. Well, what about you, Kane? You admit you saw him, too. Doesn't that put you in the same spot? No. Why? Because I don't have a motive. Mrs. Arnold has. She had a quarrel with her husband a few hours before he was shot. She separated from him, and he said he'd cut her off without a, a cent when he divorced her. 
How do you know that? Because Frank Arnold told it to a friend of his, a man named Billings. Did, uh, did Arnold tell him why his wife was leaving? Yeah. There was another man mixed up in it. He didn't mention the name, but why couldn't that man have been Lewis? Yeah, you've got, uh, got quite a case there, Kane. Yes, I certainly have. It all adds up. What about Lewis? Lewis said he saw a man do it. Lewis is dead now and he can't testify. Besides, maybe he wanted to shield his girlfriend and then put us on a false trail. Mrs. Arnold figured he was going to turn her in and she murdered him. Lorna, wait for us outside. Outside? Are you going to give her a chance to get away? Do as I say, Lorna. Look, what's the big idea, Lieutenant? I've got enough dope on that thing to put her in the chair. I know you have. Brody? What is it, Rex? We found the killer. Found a killer? Where is he? In my office. Come in and take him away. In your office? You're, 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 you're pinning this on me? No. But, but the only one in here, aside me, is you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's funny. I figured all the angles. And I covered all my mistakes. But I never counted on the mistakes of someone else. Least of all, the... the woman I love more than anything else. the criminal's intellect, like a well-built clock, has purpose and direction. But the late Lieutenant Rex Pound, Homicide Bureau, might have pointed out one essential difference. Who ever heard of a clock, he'd say, that fell in love? The clock will be heard again next week, same time, same station. This program was written by Lawrence Clee. Hart McGuire narrated as the clock, as Rex Pound, you heard Ken Wayne, as Bill Kane, John Millian, together with Georgie Sterling, Joe McCormick, and Owen Weingott. The clock, directed by John Saul, is a Grace Gibson radio production. Oh.